0: Well, if you think about that, one of the most common plots of sci-fi is aliens take over mankind or colonizing planets. Ooh,
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, in most science fiction, aliens are described as interested in taking or destroying mankind. And they do a lot of weird stuff, too. And in the weird stuff that they did, that described in science fiction... Well, the authors write like that because we think aliens will want to have sex with us. <laughs> is this appropriate? Anyway, know. let's just go on. <laughs> yeah. So, a story that like reminds me when we talk about this genre is Blood Chai. Oh, I know that story. Yeah. So, so I will just briefly explain the story for our listener here. So it's a short story written by an American author, Octavia Butler. The story is about a boy who becomes pregnant with an alien, in which explores this species' interdependence, domination, and gender perversion. Mm. So the protagonist is Gan, who is a Terran or human living on an alien planet that its domination belongs to the Klik, a sentient centipede species. Yeah. So Gan is chosen to become an alien species egg carrier, since the Tleg cannot reproduce their own. At first, Gan thought this was a completely normal thing to do. However, everything changes when he sees another man named Lomas goes into labor. And when he when the Lomas was experiencing excruciating pain, Gan is instructed to slaughter an animal by Tigatoy, the Tlik that he is going to carry its egg. And when Gan returns to the animal, he was in horror watching Tigatoy opens the man's abdomen with her claws.
1: Yeah, I remember that scene. It was really yeah. disturbing. I know, right? Yeah.
0: So she opens the man's abdomen and then removes the eggs and plants them inside the animal. Mm. This scene makes Gan question his own willingness as a carrier. But in the end, he agrees in order to save his family and also because of his affection for Tigatoy.
1: Yeah, in the story, man experiences what women usually go through when they're giving birth in reality.
0: Yeah, so Octavia Butler criticizes the power dy- dynamic of gender binary by creating a world where power dynamic of men and women are reversed. Yeah. yeah. So in Blood Child, there's a quote that I remember. So basically, in the story, a Terran mother, so a human mother, must give a child preferably male, to a clique mother. So there was a quote like this Gan, by Gan. So the preserve was hers by the time she came back to my mother to collect what she probably saw as her just reward. Tio Toy liked the idea of choosing an infant. This passage talks about the sense of entitlement the flicks have over the Terran. This idea of, is from men picking women to marry at that time the idea kind of ingrained in our society and butler is criticizing it
1: yeah the story also highlights racism towards women. i think in the story terence was protected and loved by the tlicks yet was not allowed to freely be active such as going to work and on the other hand tlicks were under control of everything like having powers Uh well this implies the classic society you know in the past days where man had the power and women were oppressed and had no power Uh well obviously the gender reverse with birth will hopefully not happen in the future but the colonizing of the planet might happen well from the story we can understand the actions of the tulik were similar to colonization where they control other people and force them to do something. The didn't doesn't care about
0: how Terrans feel and the pain that they go through. The thing that you said about colonizing other planet may actually happen. May Maybe in the future we'll live on another planet. From a source that I read before, Professor Stephen Hawking, yeah, like he was talking about like we need to colonize other planets to secure human future because in the future, probably some disaster or disease or technology might take over and humanity. Therefore, with our knowledge right now, we need to find a planet to secure the, our future and the planet needs to be structured as the Earth. And we actually mm. find a planet that, is, that human can live on oh. named Proxima B. And even though the planet is near, it still takes thousands of years. What? <laughs> like thousands of years <laughs> to, to go there. And like, wow. But like Professor Stephen Hawking said, like we will probably overcome this huddle just in a few years.
1: I guess we will never reach there. Well, yeah. we'll be dead by then, so... Yeah. Doesn't really matter for us. I know, huh? Yeah, possibly in the future, the, o- or the Earth will not be o- the only place that civilization exists. Or humans will possibly destroy Earth and go to another planet to live and will probably do the same thing to destroy and yeah, it continues and continues and continues. Like a cycle? Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey. What about the opposite? What do you mean? Like the invasion of aliens on Earth. Hmm, that's cool. Don't you think that's terrifying the fact that there's other living species outside Earth? Like, imagine them knowing our existence, like aliens that know us. They might want to colonize our planet and take control of Homo sapiens. Well, they can do that because they might have more power than us. So it's not impossible for that to happen.
0: Or maybe it's already happening. (gasps) With Alice noticing it. Oh, yeah, maybe you're alien. Maybe you are alien.
1: So you're telling
0: me about alien music. <laughs> make me,
1: make people say so of me. Okay, back to topic. So, um, you know the story, the Hanging Stranger oh, by yeah, Philip again. K. Diggs? and I like the author
0: too.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it also has the same concept with the the previous story about alien colonization, but except that instead of taking place on another planet, the colonization actually happens on Earth. Hmm. The story opens with an introduction of the protagonist, Lois, as a normal man in the 1950s, just, fixing, just finishing fixing the foundation of his house and on the way back to his own store. But when he enters the town, he sees a dead body hanging from the lamppost. Lois talked to people around about this horrific discovery, but they insist that there must be a good reason for it to be there. The police say Lois missed the explanation for the body hanging because he was working underground all day. However, Lois does not believe the police and runs away. On the way to escape, he sees an insect-like creatures with wings coming out of the city hall. That is when he realized people in the town are taken over by aliens. Lois returns to his home and get his family out of town But unfortunately, his son, Jimmy, is already infected and transformed into the creature. Forced Lois to kill it with a kitchen knife. Kill his own son. Yeah, it's so sad. But it's creepy at the same time. Lois, afterwards, went all the way to another town, Oak Grove. There, he explained his theory to the commissioner that the creature invaded the town by working from the highest authority. The commissioner said. then said maybe the hanging body is to draw out the ones that are not controlled. Then Lois is taken away by policemen. The story then continues with a guy named Clarence Mansion leaving the Oak Grove Merchant Bank and is shocked to find a body hanging from the telephone pole. And that's Lois.
0: Yeah. Scary. And being quite good. I kinda like the ending. Yeah, me too. But actually at first I also thought that he's kinda paranoid and mm, the turned yeah, out too. It was yeah. actually like the others are under control. Yeah. It's kinda scary to think it's like you're the only one who's sane. And what if you are the only one is like knows about the alien invasion? Ooh.
1: Yeah. The fact that he was the only one who saw something no one else did. Like with the hanging man. Makes us question his sanity because in most cases people will assume his mental condition. Like imagine you're the only one who can see, like I don't know, like ghost, like you know what I mean. You think I'm I'm crazy, right? You'd be like, what the, what is wrong with her? I would probably take her to the hospital. (laughs) Okay, sure, but actually, also, how the story creates and develops the fear, is actually really interesting because the author uses trope. By using a peaceful and normal town setting, which is relatable for any readers at that time, it will give a huge impact afterwards if anything changes or anything unusual happens because they can imagine that it can happen to themselves, you know? Well, It shows the contrast between the positive, happy environment to the devastating environment where there's crisis everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like zombies movies. Yeah, true. It's kind of, even though the story is like really in 1950s, so we can still relate it to like nowadays society. Because it's about like, we don't know who to trust, right? Yeah. Like, Lois accidentally killed a man, mm. like at the bus station, it's mentioned in the story. So it's kind of related to like the issue, we have like trust issue in our society oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, the story carries strong socio political undertones, and these undertones were being incredibly relevant at that time because of the of the American culture, Mm. and at that time is also like the start of civil rights movement. Yeah. However, in today's world, that thing can also feel relevant with political things like police shootings and government. Corruption being a large part of American society nowadays. Yeah, that's some deep stuff.
1: Yeah, I know, right? So, when discussing science fiction, most people will think about technologies and AIs, right? Robots. Yeah. And also how it takes over humans or something similar to that. Yep. Probably this might be the most concerning consequence of current modern society because... Advanced technology is ex- actually existing today and is already an issue. Like how it is dangerous in many ways. For instance, with Kinda smartphone. Scary. Yeah. For instance, with smartphone addictions or human shaped AI robots. Wow, I swear to God. Like those robots look creepy. Yeah. Well, smartphones and AI robots are something very daily and common right now but were a fantasy device for people in the past, yet came true in reality. So imagine if something that is considered fantasy and impossible in the 21st century becomes a reality in the future.
0: Like three-dimensional VR or time machines? Yeah. Well, talking about VR, though, it reminds me of the story named... It's by Ray Bradbury. It's like The Vault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah, the, story, the story. Before. Yeah, so like what you get from the story is that um, maybe humans don't know about the mach- what the machines are capable of even though they created it. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. So the story basically talking about Room is like a new advanced VR taking control over the two children of a family whereas they live in a house who are full of technologies. Yeah. And they don't need to do anything. Since the machines are serving everything, the family members are attached to the machine more to the machines more than each other, so they lose interactions, and especially between like the parents and the children. Yeah. So the two children, Peter and Wendy, consider their VR room, the nursery, as their parents and grow their fantasy of Africa in the room. However, there's something really abnormal about the Africa they're imagining. It's like the long hot belt. The like awful death in the jaw of a lion. Mm. All of them look very realistic, and how, scary. How, yeah, how can it be that realistic from like a children' mind? And the father, George Hadley, invites a psychologist named David McLean to look at it, and then he tells George to lock up the room, and take the children to him every day. And then when George realized. His mistake in buying the house and how it destroys him, his family. He announces about t- shutting down the house to start over, including the nursery, of course, and the children go hysterical when they hear the news and begging him to give them one minute with the room.
1: Actually, that actually happens right now too. Maybe not extreme as that, but now, right now, even myself, I almost, I sometimes go against my parents because I'm too addicted to games or smartphone stuff. So Aww. it is yeah, because they're serious.
0: Yeah. But, You're such sort a of bad kid. You do that too. I don't. You do. I don't. secret too. Okay. Anyways. Let's go back. Yes. So when George and his wife go up to call the children, because it's time up, it's one minute. So they get locked up in nursery. Where they see the Africa Veld, a lion coming to them, more real than ever. <sighs> so basically the kids help their parents I won't do
1: that well I did say I'm addicted to my phone sometimes but I won't kill my parents so
0: yeah that's scary don't kill me
1: (laughs) well yeah you can see that the story is highlighting the
0: consequences of human dependent
1: technology
0: like the dad spending money on buying the house that has all the machines to do every work for them but then the house is the thing that destroyed the family yeah, it's horrible. Well, I remember this quote from the story. It's from the psychologist David McLean. Yeah. Yeah. He said something like, This room is their mother and father, far more important in their lives than uh, their real parents. Uh, yes. I would cry if that was my kid. Yeah. It's also the parents' fault. Mm. And in, from the story, you can see VR can create visions of another world from human's mind and imagination and even in the story it gives readers some sort of hint to the message by like name of two characters what are they? What? Peter and Wendy? does it remind you of something? oh wait the story Peter Pan yes so, ah. so, nice. so we remember in Peter Pan is like Peter Pan is the one take the children to Neverland where yeah, kids yeah, yeah. never grow up.
1: Yeah, so that's it's
0: so cool. Basically, I think it basically implies that like the kids in the story, is like the two, the uh, two main characters, is like they stuck in their childhood in their children's shape and mind, and they do not want to be separated with the room, the nursery because they want to stay in their fantasy of Africa forever. Well, because the kids consider the room as their parents since they interact with the room more than their real parents. Yeah. This give like the destruction. The- these technology
1: yeah. can cause a destruction of human relationships, as you can say. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the point, point. and also it can give big influence to human, I- human identity and like personality.
1: Yeah.
0: Either totally. good or bad, but mostly negative impacts.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this story can be another form of like a warning from the author how, te- how technology can control human yeah. beings
0: and also make people, uh, what do you say, like lose their humanity, you know? Yeah, we can theorize in technology too much that makes people's life lifeless. Yeah, something we should avoid in the future.